Welcome back. Back, back again. again. Guess Travis who's back. is back. <laughs> Tell, a, Tell friend. a friend. Yeah. Okay. Now start, now start rapping. <laughs> yeah, no. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kaiju Weekly, the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies. I am your host. Look out. It's a trapper. And my co-host, I'm going to bust a kappa. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Listeners, I don't have anything for that. <laughs> Listeners, did you miss anything. me? <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm a bust. You... A, I'm, I, I'm a bust a kappa. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that that that's how I'm going to intro this episode. Did you miss me? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh, I should have man, it's really... another week. <laughs> No, it really is. It's good to have you back. And I and I just and before we get started here, I just want to say thank you to the wonderful uh, to the wonderful um, people that helped us out this month, Nathan, and of course uh, Elijah Ezra. helped uh-huh. us out this week. Ezra, <laughs> Uriah, uh, the wonderful Uriah helped us out this week, <laughs> and of course the always the always the always pleasant to talk to. Mr. Danny Demana of the Godzilla Novelization Project. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, helping us out this week. It was very much appreciated. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you guys for stepping in this month. Uh, this month has been kind of chaotic for me. I've had a lot of uh, family emergencies and things come up, so uh, I didn't get to be as involved in Listener's Choice Month as I was really hoping. But I'm uh, I'm glad that we have friends who are willing to step in, especially ones who are willing to step in at the last minute uh, to help us out. But yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm back. I'm back for the last week of listeners choice month welcome back back, back again. again guess travis who's back. is back <laughs> tell, a, tell friend. a friend yeah uh, okay now start now start rapping <laughs> yeah no oh uh, <laughs> uh we've got some musical stuff coming up later on in the podcast but before we get too off the rails <laughs> Uh, sorry to new listeners. This is this is kind of not the best episode to kind of jump in on if this is your first time listening to us. Um, oh, come on. Come on. You always say that. You always say that, and it's always fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, our listener base isn't necessarily growing, so I don't think it is fine, but we're we're good. We're, no, I think our listener no, I think our listener base is growing. I see the <laughs> analytics. We're fine. <laughs> we're everything's fine. We promise. We're fine. Um but we're fine. but if you but if you want to chuck in a couple of dollars on Patreon, we 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 wouldn't say no. 
Okay, shameless, shameless begging for money is at the end of the episode, not not the beginning. Okay. Yeah, let's right. let's let's <laughs> let's save that shameless begging till the end, please. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go ahead. I've been away for too long. This is <laughs> that's really what it, what it boils down to. Um, uh, let's go ahead and get into some news for this week. All right, let's cue the beady beady. Cue the beady beady. And the first bit of news that we're going to talk about is Gojiban, the puppet Godzilla series that was on the Toho official YouTube channel, I think, uh, is finally getting English subtitles, which a lot of I've heard a lot of people say that they liked watching it, even though it didn't have subtitles before, because that it helped them with their Japanese because they just, you know, they were forced to listen to the Japanese or, you know, even if you didn't know Japanese at all, it was still kind of cute and fun, but it is Mm -hmm. nice that they are putting out episodes, uh, all the episodes with English subtitles now. So uh, we can actually go back and watch and see what that weird, weird uh, King or queen uh, Shisa puppet was saying in that episode. (laughs) See, I tried to watch. Uh, I tried to watch Gojibon when it was on YouTube, and I was just like, ah, you know, I wish I would. I wish I. I can kind of tell what's going on from the puppets, but um, yeah, I quit watching after a couple of episodes. But I am glad that they're going to be putting it back up with subtitles, so at least I know what the like you said. I know what the heck that weird uh, King Caesar or Queen Caesar uh, puppet is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm excited. This is, this is fun. It, it gives us more Godzilla content and something else to cover on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next bit of news that we have to cover is Jet Jaguar from Godzilla Singular Point will be getting the SH Monster Arts treatment coming soon this is a pretty big announcement for a lot of people a lot of people really liked the the jet jaguar design and to know that it's getting the the sh monster arts treatment we're going to get an actual figure Mm -hmm. uh highly detailed because that's what sh monster arts does just yeah that's that's really exciting news for collectors no it really is uh i have not bought sh monster arts in a long time um, although their singular point stuff looks really good. Um, I, I, if I, if I am suspicious of you, Travis, you would probably, you would probably be more excited if it, if they released stubby jet Jaguar and not yes. full on, not full on like, uh, uh, battle hardened hero, hero jet Jaguar. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love the stubby orangutan looking one. <laughs> 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 no, I do like, I, and I don't, I can't remember if it was actually part of the official SH Monster, because I'm not a collector, so I wasn't, but I do remember somebody posting a picture of the, the, um, was it uh, Godzilla Ultimo is what the, the singular point version is called. Yeah. They, yeah. And, they're the, the SH Monster Arts version of that comes with a little itty bitty. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was wondering if it actually one. did. No, it really does, which is kind um, of a weird. I thought that was, like that's that's something that's going to get lost within a week. You know, I still so really like that because it's like you actually get a scale version of it because 
for anybody who who uh, doesn't know or hasn't watched Singular Point yet, uh, Jet Jaguar for most of the show stays pretty small, like big enough for a human to ride inside of him, but that's about it. Uh, and yeah, and so I, I thought it would. I thought that was kind of cool. That there was like a little bitty scale model version of Jet Jaguar yeah, that came with the Godzilla. <laughs> I don't want to sound mean, but it seems, but it, but it also at the same time seems like a waste of plastic to give us no. that little bitty. It's, it's if like somebody, a, it's like a little bitty. Look, if somebody it's like wants a little to bitty sell fart, me, it's like a little bitty plastic fart. It's like a little bitty plastic fart. Uh, it's like someone just, it's like Godzilla Ultima just farted and it was just like, you Look, know, as someone little, who has the mini pop figures, Funko pop uh, figures of Godzilla uh-huh. and and kong on my shelf right now i like the little mini ones they don't take up too much space uh the problem is the cat wants to attack them and i lost my godzilla for a little while i had to i found found it finally (laughs) but uh but no if somebody wants to sell me just the jet jaguar uh from their godzilla sh monster arts uh godzilla ultimo or whatever uh version I will take just the Jet Jaguar, the little mini Jet Jaguar, because that is the most adorable little thing. It's just a little tiny little Jet Jaguar. <laughs> I'm hoping. I was talking with uh, I was talking with Danny uh, before we recorded last week, and he and we were just talking about what 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 kind of extras this new Jet Jaguar could come with, and we're hoping that it comes with all with it comes with like two sets of alternate legs yes so yeah it comes with the it comes with the skateboard it comes with the roller legs and it comes uh-huh. with the little stubby orangutan legs oh oh what if it comes with a little mini version of um of what's what's his name goro the the little old man the oh, old man from the movie that, of the show that would be so good it comes that would with be a so little good. mini goro oh uh-huh. Okay, if somebody wants to sell me their mini goros uh, and their uh <laughs> mini jet jaguar i will take them <laughs> uh but you know no price no price has been announced for this thing yet i'm assuming i we haven't even seen what it's gonna look like yet it's just been announced that it is coming it's basically just a silhouette but we know it's coming it's probably going to be anywhere between 100 to 120 bucks just like every other uh new new ish uh monster arts release so you know who knows? It, they're probably they're, they probably won't even come out till Q one of twenty twenty two because they Monster Arts is notorious for taking forever to release anything. Yeah, well, I mean, Singular Point was what like uh, it feels like forever ago now at this point. Uh, time is so weird right now. It was just in July, really, it was like a month ago. Man, yeah, it feels like it was, it was like July, six dude. months ago. Ha! Huh. Well, maybe in on maybe in online Godzilla fandom time, it probably feels like six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, a big part of that show is time travel, so uh, um, that's true. But yeah. six equals nine. Uh, you guys talked about last week the Mondo Museum figures uh, and talked about the 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 uh, Hanna Barbera Godzilla figure. I didn't get a chance to to talk about this, so I do want to just mention that. It looks fantastic. Sure. I would love to have it if I could afford it because it is expensive for me. Uh, not too expensive for, for what, like, what it is. Yeah. For what you're getting, it is a little. Ex- it is on the expensive side. 
It is on. I feel like it is on the expensive side. Really? Because I figured that with getting a Hanna Barbera figure and you know and everything, it just seems like it. You know, and it is a pretty great looking figure. I just I don't know, but it's still too expensive for me, so I can't get it. But if they ever put out a Godzuki, I might have to throw down a hundred and hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I don't think I don't think Godzuki would be that much, but yeah. It, but you know the scaling on that, and we can we can breeze by this. But the scale on that is like nine, eight or like seven and a half to eight inches on the ba- with with the base. So oh, yeah, um, yeah, hundred, yeah, hundred, hundred fifty dollars. That is a lot. Okay, you're right. You're right. I wasn't realizing how yeah. tall it was. I don't know why I wasn't even paying attention to how tall it was. I was just like, yeah, oh. it looks really good. <laughs> I'm I'm getting I'm getting a phone call from Monster Island. All right, I'm just gonna ignore it if that's okay. All right. All yeah. Right. I mean, what what funny. terrible thing could be happening on Monster Island that he would need us to answer the phone call right away? <laughs> and he knows we're recording right now. Come on, man. Um. Uh. But yeah. No. So if somebody wants to 3D print me a little mini god Zuki uh figure and and uh mail it to me i would be very very grateful of that (laughs) i just want a godzuki figure (laughs) or if anyone wants to put if anyone wants to use uh play-doh and some toothpicks and make you a godzuki figure and send it to you that would probably work too you know, I would cherish that just as much as anything else because uh, somebody because a somebody fan made because that. because a fan made it. Yeah, yep, yep. I, we don't get to talk about, and I haven't really shared a whole lot, but we have gotten some fan art, I, and it's hard to. I, I hate saying fan because it makes us feel like we're oh we're the big time guys, you know. But it's like no, we're just a couple of idiots talking about giant monsters. But we have gotten. Well, fan art i wouldn't say idiots yeah uh but we (laughs) we have gotten some fan art uh from people and i I just really appreciate anytime anybody draws something either whether it be nick blackler or or who was it? it was chris deggle who who drew the you know when they draw the crazy things that I just come up with on the top of my head during the episode, or whether it be my friend mm-hmm. Kershaw who sent us a picture of uh, Ghidorah hosting a new, like sitting at a news desk, kind of like uh, you know six o'clock news style, but it had Kaiju Weekly on the mm-hmm. front of the desk, uh, like that. It, it's just I really appreciate all of that. So I just want to take a moment while we're on the subject of that to say, even though we may not talk about every single week whenever a fan does make something and send it to us like that we really appreciate it and and i i still hate con our listeners fans because <laughs> we're not we're not well, celebrities it's, <laughs> well it's what it's like i told uh it's like what i told brandon on his podcast when i was on uh over the weekend um it's like i don't like i don't want i never want to be someone's idol uh, I will be your friend and I will be someone you can come to uh, and talk about these things, but I don't want to be your idol. And I don't want, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a, I don't want someone to make a, an idol out of me. I don't want to be your hero. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be your hero, baby. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be your hero, oh. baby. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Let me take away the pain. Okay, that's enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> listener. 
Um, moving on to the next bit of news, uh, Boom Studios, under license by Hasbro, has announced a brand new limited event series, Power Rangers Universe, uh, with acclaimed artist Simone Ragazzoni. Regazzoni, Regazzoni, I don't know how to say that last name. Uh, that and the series will. That's not the synopsis of it. Whoa! I, hang I, on. That's, that's... <laughs> no, I, I think I just lost my mind there for a second. <laughs> uh, my brain went into another dimension, and I started speaking some alien language. <laughs> no, I uh, I got tripped <laughs> over when I was trying to read the synopsis here. Uh, the the series you the instantly limited... can you instantly can. You instantly converted to a kaiju costal at, in it before I <laughs> started speaking in nipples. <laughs> That's a oh, reference to no. another episode. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, Boom there Studios is, con- Power there is context to that. Okay, Boom Studios is doing a limited uh, event series called Power Rangers Universe. It will d- uh, delve. I keep wanting to say dwelve. That's what keeps tripping me up. I don't know why. <laughs> it will dwell. <laughs> it will dwell into the deepest origins of the Power Rangers. Uh, my name is Rosanna. Rosanna Dana. Uh, <laughs> delve into the deepest origins of the Power Rangers, exploring the hidden secrets of the universe like never before. Uh, this is coming December 2021. Anybody gets the Rosanna Rosanna Dana reference? classic snl skit uh a classic snl fan uh anyway (laughs) michael try to make sense of all of that and tell us what you think of this power rangers news (laughs) (laughs) okay um i'm gonna try to oh man that is that is a lot to try to that is a lot. That is a lot of stuff to try to sift through. All I can, that's all I'm going to say. Um, okay. Boom. Power Rangers. New series. Go. <laughs> so apparently they're going to be releasing a new uh, series in the Power Rangers Boom Comics uh, franchise or the Power Rangers franchise by Boom Comics. And um, yeah, we're going to get some interesting stories out of it. Like, uh, the phantom ranger and if anyone's familiar with uh with power rangers lore uh the phantom ranger has never been identified no one knows the origins of the phantom ranger and so that is what this entire series is going to be about it's going to be diving into the origin stories that the fans don't necessarily have never necessarily gotten a look at like we don't have backstories we have backstories on some uh, on a lot of characters, but there are some characters you don't really have a lot of backstories on, like the Phantom Ranger. And I think it was the recent, uh, I think it was the most recent episode of the Mighty Morphin comic series that finally gave us the backstory of Lord Zed, uh, which I have not read that issue yet, but I actually I kind of know what happens. I've I've seen people talk about it, and I can't wait to get that issue. Uh, I think it'll be an interesting read, but I I'm fascinated by, um, you know, origin stories for characters. You don't necessarily get an origin story for, uh, yeah. so that's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm super interested in. Yeah. I, uh, this, this is really interesting. I have fallen behind on reading the power Rangers comics, the two series that's running right now. Um, not that's not to say the quality is bad. I ju- that's just my readership of comics is just dipped in in all 
areas, but uh, I was enjoying and reading the Power Rangers series from Boom, and they are really good. I think, um, what's his name, Parrot, uh, the the guy who's doing, uh, who's basically running um, the Power Rangers yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I forget his first name. Uh, I, I follow him on Twitter. I'm sorry if you listen. Please don't listen to this episode. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, he uh, he's just really fantastic. He understands the the lore. He understands fans and what they want and understands mm-hmm. the characters in Power Rangers and, and really can just... And, and because of that, he can kind of dig into different areas of the power rangers lore that fans like you said have never had before but have always been curious about and so i just i think it's really really great what boom studios is doing with power rangers and i'm looking forward to this next uh event and and one of the things i do like about boom uh especially when it comes to the power ranger stuff is they do event series but they don't do an event series every three months like marvel or dc does like it, it's been a while yeah since they do one i think it, they do they do one like what once a year, something like that. They do at least one event comic that I've noticed once mm-hmm. a year. Yeah. Uh, so, so so and then they do a lot of then they do a lot of collaborations too. They do some collaborations too. Like I have uh, Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers and the Justice League, and they do mm-hmm. some stuff like that as well to kind of, as like right. one off as one off series. Uh, mm. But they're a lot of fun. I've I've really enjoyed reading the Power Rangers Boom comics. Um, and it's really kind of, and I think between, between the, the comics and then going back and watching super Sentai has kind of reinvigorated my love of the franchise, uh, some more, even more so than it was before. So, because it is so interesting and I, and I'm so happy that, uh, that there are creators out there that not only respect the lore and not only, not only respect the lore and know their Ranger history, but can also build on it. And give us more interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it for the news this week. Uh, we can get into our main topic. So, we, because of Listener's Choice Month this month, uh, we have been running polls to get uh, yep. listener feedback on telling us where or what uh, movie to watch each week. And we ran a poll a couple of weeks ago that told us which movie to watch this week. Uh, we had three movies up for the vote and one was Colossal, one was Troll Hunter and one was Gappa. Uh, Colossal got 22% of the vote. Troll Hunter got 38%, which I'm, I was the one I was rooting for that one. That one I was kind of rooting for. Cause I, I've been really wanting to cover Troll Hunter on this uh, podcast at some point, And that would have given us a good excuse to, uh, but with 41% of the votes, we uh, are reviewing Gappa this week. Uh, uh, truly, truly, a na- truly a nail biter. That was a lot closer than what I was expecting it to be. Because honestly, if I had uh, going into it thinking like, okay, this is who this is who's probably going to win. And this is who, you know, this is who's probably going to win. Honestly, I was thinking that a lot more people would vote for Colossal. I yeah. honestly thought it would be between Colossal and Troll Hunter. I actually, I, I was the same way. I thought Colossal was going to win. I was hoping Troll Hunter would win, but ended up being Gappa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it's, it's, uh, 
yeah, it, it kind of surprised me that Gappa won this uh, this poll. Uh, and you put out, because we didn't do a trivia question for this week, but you did put out a tweet uh, asking for people's opinions on this movie. And so we got a bunch of responses. Mm-hmm. And so usually when we do trivia Q&A, we usually do the, the trivia section here. We're not doing that. We're going to just read out some of the responses we got on people's uh, thoughts and opinions on this movie. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like a lot of fun. You, uh, I'll go ahead and let you start, and then we can go back and forth if you want to. We'll take turns. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Danny DeManna, a previous uh, guest host of the podcast, uh, sent us, I've always had a soft spot for this one. Gappa is the clear byproduct of a pop cultural phenomena, an outlier within the 1967 kaiju boom that still manages to entertain despite leaning so heavily into well-trodden tropes. You liked Gorgo? Well, here's Gorgo with two parents. Also, a word of warning, the English version of this film, Monster from a Prehistoric Planet, shouldn't be confused with Voyage to a Prehistoric Planet, Prehistoric Women, Women of the Prehistoric Planet, or Voyage to the uh, Planet of Prehistoric Women. All are different films. (laughs) it's so true it's so it's so weird how many prehistoric planet movies we have and prehistoric women there are prehistoric women i mean i've seen a couple and they're 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 either hit or miss uh i've been to walmart at 3 a.m i know there are prehistoric women out there Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's so funny. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Right. Um, Matt, Matt, Nel- Matt Nelson said, I enjoyed this one, but the story is extremely similar to the, in my opinion, superior Gorgo. My sister and I were disappointed that the greedy resort guy who captured Gappa didn't get eaten. Also, we were yelling for the lady not to settle for the not to settle for either of those dopes she paired with. Gappa is a pretty neat monster. So thanks, yep. Matt. We appreciate that feedback. Yep. And uh, yeah, he kind of echoes some of my uh, some of my feelings on some of those plot points, which we'll get to when we get into our discussion of the movie. But uh, John, John Devine or Devine uh, sent in in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much the same as Gorgo. And I'm fine with that. Yep. Yeah. Short and sweet. I, I agree. Uh, Kaiju Mecha Samurai on Twitter. Not a fan of the story, but I like the practical effects and the creature designs. Uh, would be curious to see a reboot. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess um, I'm pretty happy with the one we got, but I guess if you did a reboot, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Jojira uh, sent us, why is the main native island kid in what I hope isn't blackface? Jojira... Unfortunately, oh. he and a lot of other actors in this were in serious, serious blackface. Uh, way worse blackface than was in some other movies. Like, I mean, we kind of. Here's the thing with 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 <laughs> as a as a kaiju fan, as a Godzilla fan we've kind of come to expect it from this time period of, of kaiju movies, especially, you know, from Japan, especially uh, when dealing with Pacific Islanders, they like to do a lot of 
brown face, black face, whatever you want to call it. Um, and and it's yeah. it's in Godzilla films, it's in Mothra, it's in uh, it's it's even in a couple of Gamera movies, or well, no, one Gamera movie. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, while you know it is it is just a byproduct of the time period. It's still not good. It's really not good. And in this movie, it's way worse than I've seen it in other movies. Like, like I mean, there was an article in an unnamed. There's an there's an article in a magazine that I will leave unnamed. Uh, that was kind of in a way justifying, sort of, kind of in a way justifying the brown face that was in uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Or King Kong versus Godzilla back uh, from from the sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie's mm-hmm. way worse. They didn't even do a very good job of hiding it either. No, like that's the thing. No, I think what was worse, <laughs> it, what was really bad, was was that the, not only were they in brown face with the heavy, heavily painted uh, skin tone, but they even put the wig on the kid to make to give him curlier, more pacific islander style hair and that was just that was like oh this is really bad (laughs) um really uncomfortable that was the cherry that was the cherry on top of an already sour cake yes uh so i don't want to dwell on it too much i do but i did want to i didn't want to shy away from it either because it's not like right we've come to expect it like i said but at the same time that doesn't mean it's it's right uh so, you know, it's just like, I, but, but we don't talk about it in every single movie that we cover because it's like, yeah, what else is there to say other than it, it was bad, but it's done. There's nothing we can do now other than to just learn from the experience right. and move on. And yeah, for learn the from- love of Godzilla, mm-hmm. people stop doing it nowadays. <laughs> like, like it's one thing to see it in the sixties in a Japanese monster movie. Stop doing it now. <laughs> We've we've come so far and learned so much. There's no reason to do it now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Madison Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Madison Russell sent us uh, the the message. Uh, hold your cucumber ready. And I think she was. We were talking about this that you didn't That's get this r- one right away. I think no, this I is didn't. No. this is referring to Kappa's. Uh, which is the Japanese folklore, mm-hmm. uh, a lot you know, made famous, quote unquote, famous uh, by the movie Death Kappa, uh, and yeah, they they love cucumbers. Is that, is that the monster that likes to grab girls' butts? Yes, yes, they're they're has very a fascination obs- with with butts. Yes, they're very obsessed with people's buttholes. Uh, they look kind of gotcha. like a duck turtle frog thing. And they have a dish on their head that has water in it. The only reason I ask that is because in the in the very first episode of Kaku Ranger, uh, in the Sentai, they because if anyone's familiar with if anyone's not familiar with Kaku Ranger, the whole premise behind that is the 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 Rangers the the the, the our heroes have to fight yokai that have mm-hmm. been unleashed on the earth. So the very first one that they go up against is a kappa and the old man that's that narrates the series through like the first like dozen or so episodes. He's like, one thing you didn't know about kappas is they like to pinch butts. I'm like, okay, that's weird, but all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They are obsessed with people's butts. Um, 
they're one of the weirder of the Japanese folklore monsters, the yokai uh, that you find mm-hmm. in Japanese folklore, but um, not the weirdest, but but up there. I think the first time, and this is sidetracking, but I, I, I think the first time I ever heard of Kappa and what they were was in an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, because there was an episode where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles go back. And actually, it might have even been in the movie where they go back in time to feudal mm-hmm. Japan. And in feudal Japan, they are mistaken for Kappa. Yeah, so uh, so moving on, uh, Giant Monster BS also sent us a response. They said, uh, I've seen this already. And the only thing I want to say is uh, insert clip of Christian Bale saying, well, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, do you want to do you want to read the next one? Sure, I can read. I'll read Elijah's next. Uh, no, 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 Elijah's. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna get to Elijah's. <laughs> All right, fine. I guess I gotta read, even though he sent it in late. I guess I gotta read our friend Nathan's at the Monster Island Film Vault's answer, and he said, and all it is is he says realizes I haven't watched Japanese Gorgo, and sends Goji Kun and Brokong and Ultramite, uh, and Serena to fetch it from the vault so I can watch it with Jimmy from Nassau and Crystal Lady Jessica for movie night tonight. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, Nathan. That may have been why he was trying to call me to let me know how that turned out for him. I am very surprised that Nathan hasn't seen Gappa. I'm really surprised by that too. Yeah. He, he definitely seems like the person who would have done, uh, would have seen Gappa already. Uh, I guess. I guess if he's not watched Gappa yet, he's not a true kaiju fan. Ooh, ooh, calling Nathan <laughs> out. Um, uh, Bradford G. Boyle. Uh, I think I, I said that right. Uh, sent us yeah, what's right. tri- what's trifibian in Japanese, uh, which is a reference to the fact that the the movie is released as Gappa the trifibian monster. That's the U.S. title. <laughs> uh, also, it's also a monster from a prehistoric planet. That's another title it was known as in the U.S. The actual Japanese title is Colossal Beast Gappa or Gappa, uh, which is uh, Dai Kyoju Gappa. Uh, okay, our last response that we're going to read out is from Elijah Thomas. And he sent us another. Are we gonna read? Are we gonna? Are we gonna read it? Or are we gonna sing it? I guess I'll sing it if you want me to. Uh... I'll, I'll sing it. I'll sing it with you. I'll sing. Okay. I'll sing the first. I'll sing. I'll sing the first. Uh, I'll sing the first paragraph, and then you can sing the second. No, you go ahead and do it. You've got a better voice than I do, so you go. Ahead okay. And do it. okay. 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 <clears throat> Hang on. Let me take a little drink of water first. On a long and lonesome mountain east of Canada, you can listen to the Yeti moaning out his one-note song. You think about the woman, the girl you knew the night before. 
You're, but your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do when you're walking 16 hours with nothing much to do and you don't feel much like walking. You just wish the trip was through. See you see here, Yeti. On the walk again, there is Yeti, Yeti, up up on stage, stage. there he goes, goes. playing nipples again, (laughs) there there Yeti goes, turn the nipples, which sounds painful, Uh, I hope you're happy, Elijah, I hope you're happy. Oh, Elijah, the Bob Seger fan. Love it. <laughs> He's always in his the Bob Seger lines. You know, for, for someone for someone who's like five years old, I'm surprised he even knows who Bob Seger is. I know. Uh, I'm just waiting for uh just like those old time Yeti nipples. nipples. <laughs> that kind of nipple just soothes a soul. I don't know where this song is going. <laughs> Just like them old times. Anyway, our main topic this week is Gappa, the Trifibian monster, a.k.a. monster from a prehistoric planet from 1967. (laughs) (laughs) The cast and crew list includes, uh, it was directed by Haruyasu Noguchi, it stars Tamio Kawachi, Tatsuya Fuji, Yoko Yamamoto, and Koji Wada. And the plot synopsis for this movie is... Go for it, Michael. I didn't write one, so can I read... I know we're not supposed to, but can I read it off IMDb this week? Yeah, that's fine. That's what I used to do anyway. Okay, that's okay. So the plot synopsis for Gappa is greedy sailors capture a giant lizard off the coast of Ireland and sell it to a London circus and then its mother shows up. Yes. What is it? That wait, wait. That that doesn't sound right. (laughs) I mean it's it's right here in front of me. It says oh, that's sorry, that's Gorgo. Oh it's about the yeah, same. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. Uh, <laughs> let's get so let's get into opening thoughts. Forty-five minutes into recording this episode, um, opening thoughts on Gappa. Uh, Michael, what are your opening thoughts on Gappa? I like it. Okay. That's that. That's it. <laughs> I, I like it. It's a good movie. Gave me a lot. Of, it gave me a lot of laughs. Lots of laughs, except for the blackface. Blackface is not fun, but everything else gave me lots of laughs. I liked it. I, okay. So uh, we, we made a joke about about Nathan not watching uh, Gappa. I had never seen Gappa before. This is my first time watching it. And uh, as someone who's never seen this movie before, I always kind of pictured it as the low-budget cousin to Godzilla. You know, kind of like a, <laughs> almost, almost on par with like a... Um, uh, what do you call it? Yongery, almost like a on on par with like a young. Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of reminds. It, yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah, I get. But, it kind of, it kind of, rem- it has that Yongery vibe. Yeah, it does ha- kind of have the vibe. And on one hand, it is kind of true that, and it does have kind of that vibe. 
But actually, I was surprised by the quality of the special effects. I expected them to be way worse than so, what they were. And they, they actually, to me, they were actually on par or just below, uh, just a step below the Godzilla films of the era. But actually, I thought they were, the special effects were actually a step above a lot of the Showa era Gamera movies. Oh, the, oh yeah. Uh, you know. Like, even the good ones. I, like, I, I, I think it was a step above even some of the ones I actually really like of the Gamera films. I, I know we have a lot of people out there that love Gamera, and I am so sorry for what I'm about to say, but um, Gappa has so much more dignity than some later Gamera films. Of oh, absolutely. Period. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, but like, even, even uh, with... Uh, even with like Gauss, the uh, Gamera versus Gauss or Gamera versus Barugan, I still, and those are two of my favorite Gamera movies, especially the Showa era Gamera movies. Those are two of my favorites. Right. I still think that the, the, as far as the special effects are concerned, Gappa actually has them beat. I think they did a better job with this. And this, and I, I was surprised to find out because I, I didn't know who had produced this. Um, film Mm. but i was surprised to find out that they had not done any other monster movie prior to this they had planned on doing a bunch of monster movies but they never got around to doing a bunch of monster movies this is the only monster movie that uh nikatsu uh the company uh ever got around to making i was just gonna say they 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 went on to make a bunch of uh uh films that shall remain off of our podcast. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as Wait, my- hang on. I, I, I hope I hope I'm I hope I'm thinking of the right company then. I hope I someone will correct. Mm. I want to say that the company went on to make maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. To make that went on to make adult films. Yes. Um they went on to uh they went on to do what's called pink films, which focus on sex, violence, S and M and romance. Gotcha. All right. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Uh, between 1974 and 1986, Nikatsu promoted a number of their leading, uh, Roman porno actresses of the popular BDSM niche under the epithet SM queen. Okay. Yeah, um, but the as far as their monster movies are concerned, they they planned on doing like a bunch <laughs> of monster movies, and uh, and they never got around to making any. So this was the only monster movie they ever actually made. And but I was just very surprised at the quality of the special effects of the suits, the Gappa suits, of the uh, set pieces of the props of the miniatures. I, I just, I was very surprised at how good all of that was. No, it really was fantastic. It, it was fantastic. And I, I think that the design of Gapa itself is really, I feel like it's, I would, I don't want to say it's imaginative because, you know, we've had designs like this before, but in the world of tokusatsu, like what we know is like tokusatsu, Japanese monster movies, Gappa's pretty darn unique. Uh, you know, like when you see a photo of Gappa, 
uh, you know that that is unlike anything you've ever seen in another movie before. Like it does not look it. Gapa does not necessarily look derivative of any other monster that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's almost got like a gargoyle feel to it because it's kind of, it's got the, wings, Oh, you, that's what it is. That's what it reminds me of. Thank you for saying that. What is that gargoyle movie from the eighties? Um, is it gargoyles? Is that what it was called? The live action one with, Ooh. uh, like God, what was it called? I was just thinking, I was just thinking about that the other day. And I was like, that looks like, uh, hang on. Gargoyles, gar, gargoyle from, gargoyle. from the seventies. There was a horror movie. From the seventies. Yeah, I think it was a set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the seventies. Never mind. It was not the eighties. It was the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know which one this one is. Yeah. It yeah, does. yeah. It does yeah, yeah. kind of have that same look to it. Yeah. I was like, this looks so weird. This looks so weird and familiar. But as soon when, as soon as you say gargoyles, I was like, it's that movie from the seventies, but I thought it was from the eighties, but yes, it's that movie that with all the weird gargoyle makeup and creatures in it. But yeah, yeah, it does kind of have that, that gargoyle look to it. It has the beak. It has, you know, spikes. It's reptilian, but it also has the wings. It's just, it's really, Gappa is really a unique design. One thing I did really appreciate, and it shows kind of how they didn't uh, cut corners when uh, doing the special effects, the tokusatsu for this movie, is both right. of the parent <clears throat> Gappas have different designs to them like they're slightly they different do. they do yeah the mother the female ha has softer features than the male yeah yeah softer eyes and the spike the prominent spike on its head uh, is not as tall it's more flattened out uh there's a lot of uh, mm -hmm. there's, there's some key differences between them to where you can actually tell the two apart and if you know if a, if a studio was trying to cut corners you would basically make a mold for one head and just use it for both monsters because they've done like even yeah. godzilla films have done that but they mm -hmm. didn't in this movie they actually went through the trouble of molding two separate ones well three if you count the baby and i that so it just shows that there was some care and attention put into the tokusatsu like they actually yeah. it, this isn't a this isn't as low budget as i was led to believe or as i believed before yeah i mean i had uh it had been a, it had been a while since i watched this movie um and uh when i went back to revisit it uh, i think i watched it for the first i think i watched it for the first time in a while like la a couple weeks ago and then i watched it again for this episode um i was pleasantly surprised how much i really enjoyed it how much I, I was, I was impressed by the special effects. I was impressed by, I was, I was like you, I, I was trying to recall what it looked like and I couldn't bring up a picture in my mind of, of, of what the film was like. And, um, I'd kind of just remember seeing it on Tubi, the old, uh, monster from please monster from prehistoric planet. And the, and the, and that one, the one on Tubi, the one, at least the one that was there before looked absolutely awful, absolutely awful. And, yeah. um, I just remember, I just remembered this movie being like really low budget. At least I thought it was really low budget. And because I remember there being clips of this food of this film where I think it was, um, when the Gapa, when the Gapas, the mama and the, and the mama and the Papa Gapa, uh, are 
in the uh, are in the oil refinery area, and the military's coming to 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 attack them. And you see the actual like set. You see the set lights and things like that above them because the camera uh, got a little bit too wide with its shots. You kind of can you can see you can see what's you know, the set, the actual set piece. Um, I remember that being a thing, but I didn't notice it too much in the newest, in the newer version that I watched the other day, the media blasters version. So I'm not sure what they did to correct that. They probably cropped it a little bit, but, um, but yeah, there's, there was that, uh, which, you know, I've seen, you, you can see stuff like that in the, in son of Godzilla too, specifically, which came out, I think the same year. So that's the positive stuff of our positivity sandwich. Let's get into the, meaty negative uh, <laughs> of our of our positivity sandwich because uh as much as i praise this movie for its creature design its tokusatsu the special effects uh and it looking really good for the time period that it's in i did not enjoy most of this movie I enjoyed some of this movie. I enjoyed some mm -hmm. of it a lot, but I did not like all of this movie. And mainly it's because, and I think I feel like I had the same problem with X from outer space. I have to go back and re-listen to that episode because I don't remember exactly what I said from X from outer space, but mm -hmm. I feel like I had the same problem. The human characters are so horribly unlikable that I cannot connect with any of them. And I right. am just tired and not even just like that. They're boring. Like I I've watched movies with boring human characters. A lot of monster movies do have boring human characters. These are not boring yeah. human characters. These are unlikable human characters. And I cannot connect with any of them they're supposed to be like the ones who are supposed to be kind of the hero characters are uh -huh. so ridiculously unlikable that i was just like i don't want anyone to survive through this movie i want them all to be eaten by the monster because i don't <laughs> like these people <laughs> you know but but how about but honestly how about that redemption arc at the end there for our main uh villain the the five seconds <laughs> yes. five seconds before the, the credits roll <laughs> yes okay look a, an, a redemption arc is a redemption arc travis it still counts <laughs> i mean it's no matter how no matter how shoehorned it feels. Okay, he has about as much time to redeem himself as Darth Vader did in Star Wars. Come at me, Star Wars fans. <laughs> um, no, uh, so, okay. I will say... And depending on which... Depending okay. on which Star Wars movie you talk about, this is an infinitely, infinitely better movie. E yeah, e e mm, I don't know. I still like Star Wars, but uh, <laughs> but no, I like Star I, Wars too. <laughs> I I will say one thing that I do like about this movie is that the greedy businessman, the the greedy businessman, doesn't necessarily get his comeuppance, which which is is a problem to a certain extent, but it's because they do give him some redemption and they, and they do establish early on that there is some redeemable qualities in him. So surprisingly yeah. out of all of the characters that I 
actually kind of liked, he was one that I kind of liked because it's like, yeah, he's greedy and he's kind of the greedy businessman from, you know, that you get from. He's like, ooh, I like money and I'm going to exploit this monster for money. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah he he's, kinda, a, he's, he's, he's the character we've yeah. seen in Mothra in Mothra versus Godzilla yeah. that we've seen in a lot of yeah. kaiju movies. But with this one, they they establish his love and connection with his daughter early on. Yes. And then his connection with his daughter is kind of kind of the thing that turns him around a little bit uh towards the it end it is yeah. and and i can i agree with that he's not completely i'm not completely sold on it but he's at least a slightly better character than all of the main cast, the main characters who are just absolutely unlikable, do not like any of the leading men, quote unquote, leading men, and definitely didn't like the leading lady. And it's not her fault. And it's really none of them's fault. The acting is good. It's just the way the characters mm. are portrayed in this. And especially that, that leading lady, quote unquote, the female character, the one woman in here, who's not eight years old. Uh, and, she she is just so horrible just just a terrible terrible portrayal of a female character and then the guy that she ends up falling in love with because there's a love story in here and suddenly there's a love triangle towards the end because like okay i i get that oh yeah there's a there's this kind of chemistry between the male and female lead so yeah they're gonna fall in love at the end blah 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 i get that and then all of a sudden oh i might also love the other guy wait where did that come from that wasn't anywhere that just came out well, of nowhere <laughs> don't i mean don't don't you know travis that like random random romances with no context at all you know that's what makes good storytelling Oh, it's a and 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 I and so I didn't want her to end up with either of these guys because they're both terrible people. But then she was a terrible character. But but the guy she ended up with was so was a sarcastic uh, towards her. He made sarcastic comments about her going back home and being a real woman. Go wash diapers and learn to cook and and have babies. And it's like what again? Again, pro well, again, it's product of its time product of his time okay and 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 the 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 brownie points that i give it for or what what is it the 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 um handicap that i give this film for being from a time period where that was acceptable only goes so far because i did the same thing with uh it came from beneath the sea i'm like yes it's a product of its time Yes, it, you know, so I'm going to give it a little bit of leeway because it's a product of its time. But there's all it, it only that only goes so far, and then it's just like, no, no, this is awful. This is terrible. I hate these characters. I want them to be eaten by the monster. <laughs> well, once you once you start getting into like the '70s, then you're just kind of assume, well, they should know better. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, but but we're also watching this. Yes, we do have to take the context into consideration, but we're also watching this in what year is it again? Twenty twenty one. I almost said twenty eleven. Wow. <laughs> huh. uh, no, I wish. I wish it was twenty eleven. Uh, well, no, I, I don't know. What was I doing in twenty eleven? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, sidetrack. It's just. It's just really hard. It's just really hard to evaluate these old movies because you kind of, 
you have to take them when the you have to kind of to some to some degree it doesn't excuse everything i admit i i agree it does not excuse everything but you almost kind of have to take them in within the context that they were made but there are just certain there are certain things that are just so egregious that even in the even in the time period that they were made was it was still unacceptable yeah i but again i do want to say it's not I, you can. I know it's not the actor's fault because the acting right. in this is actually really good. The acting, as far as like the actual, the actual process of acting on film is really good. It's just the words they are being made to say, and the way they're being made to act, like the characters they're being given, I do not like. Well, then you have a problem with the screenwriting then. Right. Yes. Yes. I said that the writing in this film is what I have a problem with. I, but, but right. the, but it's, it, it comes down to the human side of it because the, the monster side of things I really like, but on maybe a negative the, maybe side, this is the per- maybe this would be the perfect movie to remake, but not have any human characters in it. I mean, people are already saying there needs to be monster movies with no human characters. Uh, you know what? And I would, I would, I would have said no. We need some human characters to um, to kind of latch onto. But then I have read so many great Transformer stories where there is no humans in the stories; it's just Transformers. Mm. And so it's like it is possible to make a non-human character empathetic to a point to where you can connect with it to where you don't need a human point of view character that that character the monster or whatever can act as your point of view but yeah no i just but on on, i do want to say on the side of the monster stuff even though i did praise it i will say though it's not groundbreaking in any way like the no the everything that they do in this movie everything that the the monsters do the way the monsters act and yes the design is really cool but but the even the message that's there for the monsters have all been done better in other monster movies like this is just like this is just taking elements from a bunch of different monster movies that already exist and slapping them together and doing it and on one hand it does it somewhat pretty good when it comes to the special effects Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the story, it does a pretty poor job of just telling what the same thing that other monsters ha- movies have done better. Yeah, it's it's a it's a little mishmash of everything. Like we we made the joke at the top of the show that when I, when we read the or when I read the Gorgo uh, uh, plot synopsis, which it pretty much is, it pretty much is a Gorgo. It is pretty much Gorgo, but with a mom and a pop a mama and a papa agapa instead of just a mama agapa or a mama, a mama gorgo. Um, I cannot, the, the name of the gorgo, the name of the mother escapes me in that movie. Um, Olga. 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 I think. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, Orga, it's, it's, it's Orga is Godzilla 2000. Olga is, uh, is right. Gorgo's mom. Right. Right. So it, it takes Orga, Mothra versus Godzilla and even a little bit of King Kong and just slaps it all together and and to create Gapa, which I mean, it does. Like you said, it does. It does some things good and it does some things not so good. It does some things well. You know, it does some things not so well. 
Yeah. Um, I think the I think the the one re- I think the one reason why you would watch this movie is probably for the special effects. If you're just if you're already a giant monster fan, if you're already a fan of like the of the tokusatsu genre or the kaiju or the daikaiju genre, you know you probably just you probably will like this movie to some degree. Um, it is not Oscar. It is not Oscar worthy uh, by no means, but it is a lot of fun. I think. Yeah. No. I I think this movie offers some some it offers enough for people Mm -hmm. who like showa era monster movies i think that it offers enough to keep you entertained but it's not up there as one of the greatest even in the even in the genre that it's in Mm -hmm. it's not one of the greatest i would still put it kind of mid-tier i would put it as a mid-tier showa era monster film yeah, I mean it's and this is this. I feel like that. I feel I don't want to trick. I don't want to get into our final thoughts yet. But yeah, I think I think you're you're close. You're close. I think to where I would put it. Um, yeah. So so that's a lot of my negatives. I, I kind of went on a little rant there with my negatives. But are yeah, there any positives that you want to finish on? I like the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I like that jazzy kind of, I, I like it. Dun, 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 I like that little jazzy theme song. I thought it was, I always, I always think it's fun when, when, when monster movies, when, when kaiju movies have like a very distinct soundtrack or a very distinct, um, mm-hmm. uh, theme song to it. Now everything, every, all the other music in this movie just sounds like generic monster movie music. But, uh, that, that theme song that plays in the opening, uh, in the opening, portion of this movie is a lot it is really catchy and it's a little earworm so it does get stuck up there um and i know we've talked a lot about the monster but the monster is at the monster specifically the little baby monster um the little baby uh gappa um the gappa the gappa the gabba gappa i i don't know how okay we got the mama gappa and the papa gappa but what do we call the baby gappa like the gabba gappa the Mm. gabba goo gappa i don't know the uh, the creature design obviously is your shining star for this movie. I agree with you, Travis. The the the, uh, the human characters are not all that great. They're kind of dry. They're passable. They're passable for for what a, for for what this kind of move for what kind of movie this is for you know the giant monster genre at this point. They're they're serviceable characters. They're not outstanding characters by no means. They're not a uh, Akira Takarada or a Katagiri. They're not. They're nowhere near as memorable. They're nowhere near as memorable, um, but they're serviceable, I think, and they work, um, you know, but mm-hmm. really the, the the main reason why you watch this movie is the set pieces and the the creature design, uh, because the set pieces for this movie, I, I assume they filmed most, they, they did film some of this movie on location because just some of the, just some of the scenery that they used uh, for the island scene did look really, really good. I'm hoping they filmed this on location. If they didn't, fooled, fooled me. Um, but yeah, some of the set pieces and things, the scenery for this movie, is, it looks fantastic. I like, uh, I actually kind of like monster movies that are set on like an island or in a jungle or something like that, which is why I like, um, uh, which is why I like uh, Ebera, Horror of the Deep so much. I like that set mm-hmm. piece for that movie. And then I like, and Son of Godzilla. Son of Godzilla is one of my, uh, favorite show of films too is because I just like the um 
I like the departure from city stomping, destroying, whatever. Uh, mot- I, 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 I like that departure from that. And I, I'm glad that the first, at least the first half of this movie is set in on an island in like a, with a, with an actual jungle setting. And I thought that was pretty, pretty nice. It, we, it did. The monsters didn't automatically wake up and then go straight for destroying the city, which they kind of did, but you know, no, yeah, no, I, I, I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I'm with you. I like when you take uh, a monster movie out of the city, Yes, city stomping is kind of fun, but yes, to you know to get a little change of uh, of scenery is nice. And so having this, and and like I said, and, and Mothra, well, Godzilla versus Mothra uh, is uh, Mothra versus Godzilla, the '60s one, um, is one of my favorite Godzilla movies of all time. And I, it reminded me a lot of that in parts. You know, the island, the Islanders. All of that did kind of have the egg, uh, did kind of all give me a lot of Mothra vibes, and that in a good way. It kind of reminds you of it. Kind of reminds you of Space Amoeba. You're watched Did you ever watch Space Amoeba? Uh, no, I um, haven't watched that one yet. Yaw. I think the the other the alternate title for that one is the Yog, the Space Monster. I think I'd have to look it up, but I it's, yeah, it's I know which it's, one it it's is. It's more commonly known as it. Space. Yeah. Yeah, it's more commonly known as Space Amoeba. That's what kind of this movie reminds me of, except for even even this movie, or even uh, um, uh, maybe a little bit of King Kong Escapes, kind of. Um, but, mm. I, you know, I just, I, I kind of, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, can, I can see I, it. I think, that, I think this movie, I think this movie does what it, I think this movie did what it set out to do, and it done it, and it did it pretty well. I yeah. Think so. Uh, so I, it feels like we're going to, we're kind of talking in circles now, so we can kind of go ahead and move on to, uh, our final thoughts and our Godzuki scores. Uh, so we, for anybody who's new to the podcast, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. This, this one is kind of weird, um, but, uh, <laughs> and kind of, uh, random. Uh, but if you are new to the podcast, we like to rate our movies out of five Godzukis. That is Godzuki. Uh, instead of five stars or anything because we like to embrace the sillier side of giant monster movies uh, and we use the great Godzuki, Godzilla's bumbling nephew as our yardstick for rating these movies so Michael out of five Godzukis how many Godzukis would you give Gappa the Trifibian monster and what are your final thoughts it's a mid-tier movie. I agree. It's a mid-tier Showa era movie. Um, I put it above. I put it above a lot of the Gamera films, um, but below, but slightly below the Godzilla films at this time. Uh, this movie came out in what sixty-eight? I forgot now. Sixty-seven. I forgot. When, I forget when it comes. Sixty-seven. So around this time, it was. Um, uh, destroy all monsters and son of Godzilla. So comparing it to those two films in the Godzilla franchise, it is, it is, it is below that one. It is, it is slightly below that one, but you know, the Gamera film that was out at this time was Gauss. Uh, I think. Yeah. Gauss. And mm-hmm. um, I would even say it's even a slight step above Gauss in my opinion. And we've, and I really enjoyed Gauss. So I think that every, monster fan needs to watch this movie. I know I say that I probably, I feel like I say that every week, but 
if you're a fan of this genre, you should at least watch Gappa one time. Like even if it's just, even if it's one and done, you don't really enjoy it. I can see why someone wouldn't enjoy it, but uh, I think you should watch it at least once if you're a fan of this genre. And if you like uh, traditional tokusatsu uh, giant monster films, Um, it's not a perfect movie. I know, uh, which is common of a lot of uh, Showa era monster movies. It's not a perfect movie. It's um, you mainly come here for the monster design and the and the and the little bit of the action and the set pieces. Um, it knows what it wants to be and it and it did what it wanted to do. That's really the only thing I can say about it. It's about about Gappa. So for that, I'm going to go ahead and give it three out of five Godzukis. All right. Uh, yeah, for my final thoughts, uh, I wrote mine down because I always write mine down just to help me keep my thoughts in order because uh, as as illustrated by the rest of this episode, when I don't have my thoughts written down in front of me, uh, things get a little weird. Um, this, uh, this movie takes elements from so many other kaiju films. Uh, we talked about Mothra, Godzilla, Gorgo, Gamera, all of those ones. But it doesn't reinvent anything. And I think that's where I'm kind of disappointed in the movie is it didn't bring anything new to the table. I wish it would have brought something new. Uh, there's nothing unique in this film that wasn't done better in those other movies. The human characters are completely unlikable to me. And there is some seriously problematic portrayal of both the Pacific Island people and the female character, the one uh in this movie because there is only one real well besides the little girl um however that being said the production value is there and it's good the tokusatsu is solid and it's enough to entertain anyone who is a diehard kaiju fan so if you haven't watched this movie and you are a fan of Showa, kind of the older era of Godzilla, the older era of Gamera. If you like your kind of classic 1960s uh, monster special effects, where, yes, it is rough by a modern standpoint, but it has that charm because of it being a little rough around the edges, you'd probably enjoy this movie for that reason. But... I cannot give it a good score because it's, there's so much else in this movie. So much time is devoted to elements that I absolutely did not enjoy, that I did not like. As much as I did enjoy the tokusatsu, there is so much time that's taken away from the tokusatsu to spend on the unlikable characters. So I'm giving it a three out of five, just like you. It's like I said, it's mid tier. It's not the worst. It's not the best. I've seen worse. Um, I would highly recommend that if anyone has not seen this movie to please watch the subtitled version and not the dubbed version because this is available on Tubi uh, and it is a better version now than what it was when they first uploaded it. I don't know. I think they updated it because it did, did look really good when I watched it on Tubi. But please watch the subtitled version because they have both versions on there. And the dubbing in it, I think it's the original dubbing that they did back in the 60s. And it is awful. It is absolutely awful. So watch the subtitled version. <laughs> I'm not I'm not one of those pretty- ones that's like, you have to watch subtitled every single time. I don't, I actually do like a lot of the dubbed versions of movies. This one, I say, 
it's worth it to watch just the subtitled version. It, it, it the the subtitle versions, the subtitle version is is pretty is pretty rough. You mean um, but I'm the dub. Yeah, the dub the dub is pretty rough. Now I will I wanted to ask you because um, uh, a thought came to mind when you were giving out your final thoughts. What could they have changed to make this a better movie for you? Uh, make likable characters. Like I, I like you mentioned, I, we've mentioned Mothra. I I have mentioned Mothra a lot, but Mothra versus Godzilla, like it wasn't so. Like of course, it was a product of its time too. It even had characters in brownface, you know, like this one. But the right. characters, the human characters in that movie, are so much more likable than they are in here. And and even like. And even you go further into the Godzilla Showa era towards the later end of the Showa era, you get into Godzilla versus Gigan. Like Godzilla versus Gigan, mm-hmm. the special effects are not even as good as this movie in Godzilla versus Gigan. Like Godzilla versus Gigan has worse effects than this movie does. But the characters are so much more likable that I actually mm-hmm. enjoy watching that movie. And I think that a lot of people who are Godzilla versus Gigan fans say the same thing. It's the characters that draw them to it because the, yeah, the monster stuff is recycled and a lot of, you know, stock footage and a lot of yeah terrible stuff. Yeah. It's not so good. It was kind of the poorer end of the Godzilla Showa era, but the characters are what yeah. makes it fun. And I just think they, if the characters were more likable, or more interesting or just something besides what they were, it would have been so much, it would have been a better movie overall. Get Akira Takarada in there. (laughs) (laughs) I feel it. I I I think it's interesting. I find it interesting that this movie came out um, sort of in the middle or at the, at the, at the, at the, towards the end of what people refer to as the golden age. Of kaiju films, uh, because in the, during the '60s, that is what a lot of fans will say is the golden age of kaiju. Because you had not just this movie; you had Yongari from uh, South Korea. You had um, uh, you had Mothra versus Godzilla in '64. You had uh, Ghidorah, uh, Gorgo, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Um, and then in 67, you had, uh, you had King Kong, or I'm sorry, yeah, King Kong Escapes. Um, but you had a plethora of all these different kaiju films that were coming out, you know, not to mention the Gamera stuff in the 60s. Mm-hmm. It was like the golden age uh, of kaiju film. And it's just interesting that this movie uh, kind of came out in the middle of all that. And I feel like to some degree it gets buried because of that. Yeah, uh, because it gets buried under all the other movies that came out at that time. I Yeah. And I think that's one thing I, I'm going to settle on. And I think this is going to be my kind of like final, final thoughts on the on Gapa is does it deserve to be the forgotten stepchild or cousin mm-hmm. of all of the other kaiju films? No, it doesn't. I don't think it deserves to be forgotten. I think it deserves its own place in everyone's memory in the kind of zeitgeist because of its, uh, of how good the tokusatsu is, but it definitely isn't on par with a lot of the better movies from that same era. Right. No, I agree. 
yeah, so that's going to do it for our discussion of Gappa, the Trifibian monster. Uh, and we would normally be moving on to the mailbag, but... The mailbag! But... We do not have any mail in the mailbag. 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 Uh, so if you would like to send us a letter or a tweet, you can do that by send, uh, emailing us at kaijuweekly at gmail.com or tweeting at us at Kaiju Weekly on Twitter with your questions, comments, whatever you want to do, uh, and we'll read it out on the podcast. We really like to have the audience interaction, so please, please make sure to send us whatever letters, questions, anything you want to our mailbag so that we can read it out on the podcast and we can play that letters theme that I love to play so much. Yeah, uh, but, you know, we may not have a mailbag question this week, Travis, but for the first time in a month, we have a trivia question. Yay! Uh, yes, we have a trivia question because we are leaving behind Listener's Choice Month and we're moving into American Monster Month. Is that what American, next month is? Amer I think so. I think I that's what it is. Right yeah, here. yeah it's American. No, it's a it's American Monsters Month. Yeah, we're moving oh, into yeah. we're we're coming we're coming back to our own territory. We're coming back to our own country for this for this round of films. Yeah, we're coming into the USA and to cover how many? Uh, one, two, three, four, possibly five. Uh, American monster movies. Uh, so yeah. the trivia question to hint to what we're going to be covering next week is which giant creature film held the record as the most expensive film ever made in the USA until it was topped by Superman returns in 2006. So for a brief period, it was hmm. the highest or it was the most expensive film ever made in the USA until Superman Returns in 2006 took the crown away. Interesting. And we're going to have actually a special guest on next week, Travis. We're going to have our good friend Sam, or I should say Dr. Sam Perrin. Uh, on big old Dr. Fishboy. For next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, big old Dr. Fishboy. Yeah, we're going to have uh, we're gonna have a friend Sam on next week to talk about our next movie. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, really excited for it. Uh, so yeah, so that's going to do it for this installment of Kaiju Weekly. So we just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly on Twitter. All the links to our social media as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to our trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. And we also want to say a big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen magazine so far. The Digital copies of issue three are available for sale on our website, kaijuramenmagazine.com. And the printed copies of this issue are on order and are on their way. They will be up for sale on the website very soon. So keep an eye out for that if you want a printed copy because they are limited in number. 
Uh, and if you want to help support this podcast, I said it at the beginning, I'm going to do some begging. And you want to get some nice bonus content from time to time? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash kaijuweeklypod, because every little bit of, uh, of money that we get from our Patreon goes right back into the podcast, helps us out, helps us keep going. We've been doing this for uh, a while now. We're coming up to our 100th episode, so yeah, we've been doing this for a while, and, and we really couldn't do it without the support from our listeners i don't want to say fans our listeners our listeners our dear dear listeners and there's one more thing that our dear dear listeners can do to help support this show and that is by going over to apple podcasts and leaving us a five-star review and i promise if you leave us a five-star review not just a rating leave us an actual review with an actual comment and actual five stars uh, we will read that feedback on a future episode of the podcast. And what that's going to do is that's going to put this show in front of other Kaiju and Tokusatsu fans just like you. It's going to help us grow. It's going to help us expand our podcasting empire. But not so much podcasting empire. And it's going to help us make great content in the magazine, Kaiju Ramen. Uh, it's just, you know, please, you know, please leave us a five-star review. Please. Please. Uh, when, Thank you. Please. When you said podcasting empire, I raised my hand up to the heavens triumphantly. <laughs> I could feel it. I could feel I could feel the I could feel the energy you were putting off, Travis. Oh uh, yeah. And so to close out this episode, I'm gonna say help control the GAPA population. Have your mamas and your papas spayed or neutered. All the leaves are brown, the leaves are brown, brown, and the sky is gray, the sky sky is gray, gray. yeti nipple dreaming on such a winter's day. Bye, Bye, everybody. (laughs)